All right, listeners, welcome back to another episode of Smart Retirement Cast. I'm your co-host, Mike Points with Central Coast Lending, and I've got Matt Hollander here today with me, as always, with Century Financial. How are we doing? All right. Hey, so Matt, I got I to gotta say it's a beautiful day over here in California, uh, end of July, and about 71 degrees in California. What do you say on your side? I'm a little jealous, Mike. Uh, for those of those listeners that uh, don't know, Mike and I don't host this show uh, in the same room. I'm actually out in Arizona for a lot of our shows, so I'm out in Scottsdale. And uh, it's a warm one today. It's probably about 106, so uh, definitely wish I was over there with you. Yeah. 71 in the house, though, right? Uh, 72, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> Well, um, I'm excited for our show today. It's a topic that I think many of our listeners, um, whether they're already in retirement or getting ready for retirement, think about quite a bit. And that's the topic of Social Security. Absolutely. Um, I would say that as as in any retirement income, it's one to seriously think about and plan for. Much of the planning, if you will, has been done way in the past. I know you're going to get into that, Matt, but what I... As a as a young spry thirty nine year old, I worry about it even being there when I get to the point of of retirement. But for our listeners and for some of our clients, we know that it, it is very much there. And there's all types of discussions today about potentially you know raising the FICA tax to make it stay solvent, where it's going, um, how to manage all the little. Um, nuances of getting that income in combination with our other incomes that our our clients and listeners have in retirement. So I'm excited to share that with you today, just because I think on the on the shell, Social Security can be like, oh God, this is going to be boring. Let's skip over this episode. Yeah, and we'll try not to put you all to sleep today. We'll try to keep it fun. So <laughs> as we always do, as we always do. Well, um, before we get into it, anything new and exciting for you, Matt, or do you think we should dive right in? Um, you know, at the moment, no. Uh, I think we can dive in. I've got a race uh, coming up uh, that should be kind of entertaining for those of you who don't know. I, I do race cars, so it's one of my hobbies, I guess. But what about you, Mike? I am going to do, I'm going to drive down and see my niece in Riverside, California. She's five months old. Um, we're going to stay with her for an, the next couple of days. I'm going to meet her for the first time. Um, so wonder if Social Security will be around for her. But well, I think uh, later on in the show, we can discuss that a little bit. I've got some things I found on that. So. That'll be the last thing on my mind when I'm with her. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, as I as I age, I realize that all these little encounters you have with your siblings and your nieces and nephews, they really do matter, you know? Sure, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Well, let's dive in and give these listeners something to chew on. What do you say? Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Where would you like to start, Mike? Well... I think we should do, I think we'd bring social security in some way and give us a little bit of history about where the, where the American economy was and the mindset of it when we started it. And, um, you know, the, the way it began and what purpose was for, and then let's get into how it's morphed over the years and where it's going. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, social security started back in 1935 as a almost income pension type replacement, if you will. Uh, coming right out of the Great Depression and everything, people were having a hard time getting back on their feet. So it was a, it was a government program helped to subsidize 
people's income back then. But, you know, it really was simply that as it was a subsidy. It wasn't supposed to be a full income replacement, which unfortunately, with a lot of clients that I meet with today, you know, they're relying really just on their Social Security to live on. And I don't know about you, Mike, with especially the expenses out there in California, but, you know, at $2,200, $2,300, which is, you know, kind of average at this point for a Social Security payment. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't know that I could live on it. Well, I'll tell you what's happening here in California. This is common is that the individual has to go back to work during retirement. Sure. And maybe they want to, maybe they have to. Sometimes it's for health insurance reasons, but they reach that threshold where they're getting more income than they're, they reach the point where they're either have to choose Social Security or this other job because the amount of income they're making in this part-time job. And so that becomes a conflict. Well, you know? absolutely. And I, I know you deal with that more than I do, but I see social security all the time on our loan applications as a mortgage professional. And um, it, like you said, it's supposed to be supplemental sure. income. But if you do too much, you can get slapped on the wrist and, and social security needs to be paused. Sure. Well, and that, you know, that's, that brings up a good point is, you know, if you are working while you're taking social security, uh, you know, there's, there's income limits and things that people have to be aware of uh, while working or they're going to lose some of that benefit. So it, it's a fine line of planning uh, prior to getting to that event. Well, I think the other thing too is uh, you were getting into the history a little bit. Uh, the supplemental piece makes a lot of sense. You mentioned the great depression, um, you know, what else, another thing that came out of the Great Depression was this 30 year mortgage idea, which is, you know, a mortgage that's going to stay fixed, a mortgage that's going to be a longer term payment. And um, there was a lot of things that came out of that era that just really tried to breathe back in confidence to um, consumer confidence, for lack of better words. <laughs> but I, I think the, you know, what we're seeing now is consumer confidence is increasing. I mean, we're in the, the Trump era now, it's it's 2019. We're seeing, we're at the, the tail end of a 10-year bull run. And as much as it it's nice to be sure of where we are in the economy and have an unemployment that's so low, we just aren't really getting enough. I mean, the pension retirement's gone, right? I mean, the guarantees are gone. It's all it's all 401ks and 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 how you manage your money now. So the social security becomes such a big piece, especially if you can launch into the discussion early on when we're in that transitional period that you and I talk about all the time, that age gap between working and getting ready for retirement, right? How do we plan? How do we plan to delay social security? And I know you'll touch on that. I'm just kind of painting a picture for our listeners today on some of the the key highlights. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely some different ways to take social security. Uh, uh, whether you know some of our listeners out there have spoken with an advisor, or maybe haven't even given any thought to Social Security yet. Uh, you know, the majority of people think, okay, well, Social Security, we can start it at sixty-two years of age. Should we do it? You know, I'm sure you're asked that a lot, right, Mike? I mean, have you seen it in your workplace? I mean, most people are like, yeah, just start getting checks to come into my mailbox. Let's right. do that. You know, like I want checks to come to my mailbox. I want to, I want to start riding this gravy train that everyone talks about. And, um, you know, what they don't always specialize or, you know, focus on specifically, I should say, is the trade-off. I mean, and I want you to explain that to our listeners, but the trade-off is, is, is quite dramatic if you can wait and push it out to 70 or even 66 or 68. 
Um, what is that? What is that trade-off again? Do you have a chart near you? Yeah, uh, I've got it in my brain, but, uh, you know. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Um, I don't deal with income. I deal with debt. Remember, I'm the guy that talks about payments. You know, for any of our listeners that have actually looked at their Social Security statement, there's going to be some different numbers on there. They've got, you know, their number at age 62. They've got a number at what's called their primary insurance amount or their uh, FRA, which some people call it as well, which is their full retirement age. Uh, and then you've got a benefit usually at age 70. And I think once we come back from the break, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, the exact percentages and things like that. Uh, if that's good with you, Mike. Okay. Perfect. That'd be great. Let's, uh, let's go great. ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll go ahead and discuss a little bit more of that. Stick around. We'll be right back. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Hey guys, Mike Points here, co-host of your show, Smart Retirement Podcast. Are you aware that Social Security is going to run out in 2036? That's right. See you later. Bye-bye. No longer, unless the U.S. government does something different. Let my team of retirement planning professionals and myself show you ways that you can take control by using the equity in your home to offset this possible risk in retirement. Just simply call me by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. All right, listeners, we're back. Gave you a little break there to freshen up your coffee and water your dog. We're here having another great discussion on the Smart Retirement Cast with Matt Hollander, my co-host, and this is Mike Points. Um, Today, we're getting into the nuts and bolts of Social Security right before the break. We were just kind of laying the groundwork for um, where Social Security started, how it came to be, um, mainly just a, a breath of fresh air into the um, average Americans confidence after the Great Depression. Now we're going to get into why we think you should think of Social Security as a tool and how to use it, not just as a supplemental income, but how to potentially forego some of that income and give yourself a little rate of return or return on your time. So Matt, I got you here and I know that you, this is really where you shine. I'm more of the guy that just makes sure the Social Security payments are still coming in. So the borrower can qualify. Take us away back into you know the chart and get us into some of these details about how our consumers, our listeners can use this as a great tool. Absolutely. Um, you know, before the break, we were discussing a little bit about, you know, different ages and things uh, for claiming Social Security. Uh, I want to go back and kind of reiterate the, the, the three there. But, you know, the primary one that everyone looks at is your full retirement age. You know, for most, it was somewhere around 66 years old. And as People are getting younger, uh, and the years you know have have gone up. The full retirement age is increasing. Uh, what's happening is 
as the population is living longer, they're realizing that Social Security uh, really is almost running out of uh, you know, money available to the people on the program. So that's that's changed things a little bit in the industry. Uh, so when we're looking at full retirement age, I'll, I'll reference 66 a lot. Just keep in mind, you may be 66 in six months. You might be 67 years old. That's one of the things we can kind of consult with you, uh, you know, when we, we talk uh, kind of on a one-on-one basis. But um, so going back to that, uh, if for some reason, you know, you've got to tap into at 62 years old, or you're one of those believers that's like, hey, I just want the money now. I've earned it. I don't think it's going to be around. Uh, I'm going to tap into it now. That's that's great. Life is short, uh, right? You're allowed to YOLO. do that. Let's get an RV. Life is short. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't have that income coming in to pay for that RV. That's, uh, that's not a terrible idea. But at the same time, you know, if you look at your benefit amount, uh, the difference between age 66 and age 62, you're actually taking a 25% hit on your benefits uh, by taking it early. So a right. uh, little bit of a loss there. I, I think you would agree, Mike. Yeah, it could be. I mean, you mentioned some things that maybe you've got health issues. Maybe you're just ready to, uh, um, you know, or maybe your spouse continues working, right? That happens. We see that all the time, right, Matt? Sure. Where one, Social Security, even though you, you, you love your life partner, you're with them, you file jointly on taxes is an individual thing based on what you put into it. Um, give us some examples on what the chart reads. I've got things that even, it even goes up by the month. Is that accurate? It does. So, you know, I say 25%, but that's kind of just a generalization. Uh, every year, you know, if you take it at 63 or 64 up to your full retirement age, there's going to be a little bit of differences there. But the big one that I like to focus on, uh, for a lot of people that are listening that really are like, hey, where can I earn money today is uh, through Social Security, believe it or not. Uh, with Social Security, after if you wait past your full retirement age, the government, yes, the government of all things, is going to guarantee you an 8% increase on your benefit for every year you wait. So, Mike, you know where anywhere you can get? That's, cra- that's crazy. So what you're saying is that just not taking it is like being in the market. Correct. Correct. So, you know, there might be some other alternatives that are out there and available to you that you can utilize to delay taking your Social Security. Uh, You know, a lot of people don't realize. I mean, one of the statistics I was reading is by waiting, uh, in general, I mean, most people by waiting a little bit to take Social Security, I mean, it could be an increase of about $16,000 a year back into their pocket just for waiting. That's, that's, that's not a, that's a good bit of money. Yeah. We've done seminars before you and I, and there's always someone at the end of the seminar that comes up to either you or I, and has a private conversation, you know, as people are getting their things and walking out the door that says, Hey, I've already started taking social security. Can I just, some of the stuff you said today was brilliant. Can I start, can I put it on the shelf and wait and get more return? I mean, is that possible, Matt? Because I always turn them to you and I never know what you tell them because I, I, I remind them that I'm just a reverse mortgage slash mortgage guy. So I've already started. What do I do? You know, help me. Sure. Well, I mean, I guess me being kind of the income specialist, social security guy, uh, you know, if you're already have filed, uh, you're kind of already in social security. I'm not going to say there's no hope. Uh, 
Uh, but there's very, it's very limited as to what we can do after you're already taking social security. Okay. Uh, we've got really about a 12 month window of time to where we could go back in and kind of change things. So if you're listening to the show right now and you're like, Hey, I just started social security and I'm, I'm not sure if I did it right. Uh, you know, I've got actuaries in our firm that literally all they do is look at social security options and things like that. They've, they've kind of built me a proprietary software that I can take you and your spouse or just yourself and look at what your benefit amount is, put a life expectancy in there and look at what your investment rate would be in your other investments instead of taking social security and give us a better idea of when you should really file. And if it makes sense, even if you've already started, there may be some ways that we can go back and fix that. That's dynamite. I think it's a good time to remind our listeners that if anyone wants to have a private conversation with Matt or myself, 866-53-RETIRE, that's R-E-T-I-R-E, R-E-TIRE. Again, 866-53-RETIRE is a way to reach us. Um, We have a very easy to use uh, phone tree. You can reach Matt or myself there. And info at smartretirementcast.com. Always feel free to email us. We'll bring up your question on the show. We won't mention your full name. We might say your first name and where you're from, but bring us solutions. We want to talk to you about your social security or any of your income or retirement planning issues. Um, yeah. And that brings up a good point, Mike. I, uh, I've had a couple of clients come into the office lately and they're like, you know, Matt, we went to this seminar or this workshop, whatever, probably four or five years ago and the advisor was pitching this idea of uh, filing and suspending our benefits and we really looked at that they did some calculating for us they put it on a calculator and they said okay that's going to be part of your retirement plan well what that advisor forgot to i guess say to them is as we all know laws change and so through the bipartisan budget act of 2015 uh, the file and suspend way of taking advantage of some of what some people call loopholes in social security uh, ended May 1st of 2016. So, you know, we went from having 500 different ways to file for for social security. Uh, There's about 90 ways now. It's not super exciting, but still 90 ways. Uh, You know, they send you a letter when it's time to file for social security and they say, here you go. Are you going to know which one to pick? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Mike, 90 I mean, ways is a lot. And I think that you can, it's a process of elimination at that point, right? Sure. It's like if a client came to me and said, I got 90 ideas for a house. I'd say, all right, well, do you want condos? Do you want houses? Uh, let's, let's finance a house that you really want to buy. Um, we're going to, we're almost going into a break, but before we go into a break, I want to just um, touch on a really important topic for our listeners with you, Matt, that we, I want to make sure we, we put a bow around this thing nicely. So um, before we go into the break, how are, what are some of the ways that people, other than working, obviously working's like the lesser evil. That's a great way to postpone social security. Just keep working. What are some of the ways that people are truly executing assets from their retirement, turning into income or other ways to supplement income so they can put this social security benefit on hold and get that return you talked about, get that higher earnings, delay it, if you will. You know, there's a variety of different ways. We can be looking at different types of investments that they may already have in their portfolio. Um, I do run into a fair bit of clients that maybe have like a variable annuity that they took out 
you know, when they were 50 years old or, or so, and we can go ahead and turn on income from that thing, you know, for two or three years, just while we're waiting and then actually flip it right back off. A lot of these products are pretty, uh, uh easy to kind of meld into whatever you need them to do. Uh, we've got some products at our firm as well that uh, I would recommend, uh, whether it be maybe looking at, uh, some different types of income planning with maybe like an indexed annuity, uh, even looking at some type of different uh, index funds, that type of thing. Uh, there's really a variety of different things. Then, Mike, I mean, I'm, I'm sure on your end, on the mortgage end, uh, they could always look at maybe using some of the equity in their home, uh, you know, through a different variety of ways. Have, have you seen that at all on your side, Mike? That's right. The two most popular right now with with the, the flexibility in the mortgage market is the home equity line of credit where you can just write yourself a check um, monthly, almost like a pension check to get yourself through the couple years you want to, where you'd say over three years, I'm going to write myself a thousand dollar check a month. You pay interest only on the checks written to yourself and the interest themselves, we play a little bit of arbitrage. So if the interest itself is less than the return we're getting on the social security, and it fits the bill that we know we're probably going to sell this house in three years, then we would pay off that balance when we sell the asset and then take Social Security when we move to the new home. Um, another one that people, I think, need to sit down and really think about, but we, we want to educate you on here in this show is reverse mortgages. We'll have an episode that goes up. We'll have many episodes that go over that product all in all. But that's a product where you could keep your house, but turn off your mortgage payment. And instead of making a monthly payment with a check, make that liability go away. Maybe you have a $1,500 principal and interest payment on a mortgage. And now you would no longer have that payment and any interest that accrues because you're not paying off the principal at the end of any given month would accrue on top of the old principal balance. So you basically are paying with equity of the home instead of the cash that you have coming in from a retirement or, you know, when you drop your job off, off of your personal finance income, you might lose $4,000 a month. If I can take away a $2,100 mortgage payment, that puts you in a position now that you could delay social security longer. Okay. Um, most of these products, these, uh, both the home equity line and the reverse mortgage are ones that we can talk about in a personal conference, but you can also do research, um, of these products online. I think the best thing we can do though for you as, as your trusted advisors would be to go through the pros and the cons and the fees. And I think listeners, if you, if you're curious about fees, we have an episode just on fees that go over, you know, the nuts and bolts of what things really cost. You know, Mike, and before we go to the break here, I just want to let all of our listeners know, you know, I mentioned the uh, the proprietary software that I have for our calculator. For our listeners, if, if you drop us online, I'll be more than happy to go ahead, run your scenario inside that calculator, absolutely no cost to you, make some recommendations maybe, and then feel free to take them to, you know, your advisor or whatever and see if it jives with your current retirement plan. But this tool will really give you an idea of how you should access these benefits. Uh, you know, a lot of advisors out there are charging decent amount of money for this. So, you know, as a thank you to listening to our show today, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, offer that to you as a, as a thank you. So with that, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll discuss a little bit more about for our, maybe our younger listeners that are still working and they're like, Hey, we're, you know, we're 20, 30 years away from social security. 
how does Social Security work? Uh, is it going to be around for us? So stay tuned, and we will be back with that. Hey guys, Mike Points here, co-host of your show, Smart Retirement Podcast. Did you know that you can convert your traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, and it doesn't matter how much income you make every year? That's right. Tax-free retirement is right at your fingertips. Allow me to show you how the mortgage of your home helps you afford the conversion to do this by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Let me make the rest of your life the best of your life. With trade wars escalating, the market is seeing some serious volatility. Are you nervous? With banks not paying anything on their CDs, where can you put short-term funds for decent growth? Look no further than Century Financial Consultants. We have a new five-year guarantee product paying 3.6%. This product is tax-deferred unlike a traditional CD, and your rates won't change like an indexed annuity. You're guaranteed. Contact Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. All right, we are back. We are back with another another last minute segment of the Smart Retirement Cast. Matt, thanks for playing that rock and roll song. I was feeling a little bit sluggish from being the end of my day. And before the break, we were talking about the idea, the real concept that I love Matt had, which is um, using the delay of your social security um, as a way to get a better return on your money. You know, delaying that social security could give you as much as 8% on the future earnings you'll collect from social security. Um, one of the things he did mention though, before the break to give you an idea and really put this into a proposal for you. So it makes more black and white sense on paper is, um, the proposals that his team would set up for you. All you need to do is call 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. You know, this show is going on right now. You're listening to it, but we're not in the studio right now. If you call that number, you're not going to call into the show. You're going to call into Matt's team and they'll be able to con get your contact information, get a couple of details from you, put that proposal together. It might even be something where you want to talk to Matt yourself beforehand, which he's happy to do. Right, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's as far as details that we need, it's super, super easy. Need your year of birth and what your full retirement age benefit would be or your primary insurance amount, kind of like what we talked about earlier, you know, that age 66 or maybe almost a 67 number um, you know, would be about all we need to get that report done for you. So, yeah. And I think as we go into this next, as we transition here, Matt, I want to talk about, um, but we always mention this on the show, but it's that transition year. That's, so that's the 10 years leading into retirement. So crucial, right? I see people Absolutely. saying, you know what? I finally got the nest egg saved up. I'm going to start my own business. And you're like, whoa, hold on. Are we sure, <laughs> sure about that? Yeah, you're, you're trying to gas up here where you, I, I think it's great. I think it's admirable. You're going to use your assets, but how is that going to affect your retirement age? Are you going to be able to start 
pulling some income off of this idea? And, and if so, is it going to be in the form of W-2 earnings where you're paying in back into Social Security? Or is it going to be, you know, draws where you don't know how much you're going to make? Anyone in the transition period, also a good idea to sit down with Matt or myself and, and plan out what your future real estate purchases might be or if you want to do a refinance. Also, what your Social Security and retirement income is going to look like. Um, we are going to segue now into talking about the younger generation. I would say that the 25-year-olds to 40, would you say, Matt, or is it more like 35 to 50? Probably 35 to 50. I mean, 20-year-olds, if they're, if they're smart and wanting to you know, start looking at things for retirement, this is definitely something they should be listening to. It's important. Uh, you know, so I, I would say almost anyone that hasn't started taking benefits, this could be absolutely crucial. But you, know, you were talking a little bit uh, a second ago, and one of the things that I think of when thinking about retirement is almost like flying an airplane. And I, I think this is kind of an interesting way to look at it. But you know, when you're born, you're kind of taxiing up to the runway. And as you're, as you're getting older, you're, you're, you're climbing, right? And then once you've got that job, you've got the home, you've got all that, you're, you're kind of just at your cruising altitude, right? So you're, you're taking the seatbelt off, you're doing the drink cart. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, so you're at that cruising altitude, but then once we start looking at the social security soup, we start looking at other things for retirement, you know, that's kind of our decline. We're getting closer to that runway area. So like you were saying that last 10 years, Mike, that's kind of our declining stage. And it's really, really crucial to get it right. Because if you hit turbulence, for instance, when you're going in for that landing, how, how rough, you know, or how smooth is that landing really going to be? Uh, probably not. So those are some things to think yeah. about. You don't want to have to circle back around and do another 10 years. No, absolutely not. So, you know, that's one of the things I really stress to my, yeah, I, you know, I, I've heard that one a couple of times and I, I've uh, kind of like to try to use it. It, 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 stuck, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just for our listeners to kind of understand is basically you have to work for 35 years for Social Security to have credits for your benefit. Now, let's say, yeah, yeah, well, sorry. And that's a a lot of the times, like we've got sometimes like the stay at home moms and things that really aren't getting as many working years ear or dads. Yes, to be correct. You're right, Mike. Uh, You know, they don't get as many years in, in the workforce. And let's say they've only got 28 years of work versus 35, right? So now what do they do? They, they either work an extra seven years to catch up or they go ahead and retire. Now, what Social Security does, which kind of stinks, is they look at the 35 years. So if you have seven years of zeros, well, it's exactly that. It's an average of the 35 years uh, of working. So if you've got seven zeros in there, of course, it's going to have a little bit lower benefit. So I get asked all the time, they're like, well, we both made about the same amount of money. Why don't I have the same benefit? Well, that's why. A lot of the times, one of the spouses maybe didn't work as many years. So Got it. That makes sense. One of the other things there is when you get your Social Security statement, and if you haven't ever gotten one before, it's really easy. Just go to ssa.gov. You can make an account. You can actually look at your Social Security statement and see exactly what uh, your estimated earnings are going to be able to be when you get to that age. Um, but on that statement, there's actually a record of your work history for every year. And what I run into a lot with our uh, 
sole sole proprietor or you know uh, small business owners is you know they they report their taxes and things sometimes their CPA or maybe they are doing their own taxes it doesn't get reported correctly to social security and sometimes i've even seen zeros on their work history records from social security when they know they had income that year so another thing i, I really urge people to do is go ahead and get your report from ssa.gov and double check your work record there to ensure that uh, you know, everything is, is properly set up for you there. That's a great idea. There's just so much paperwork that comes into this department of the government. I mean, you, you just want to verify. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, that's pretty much all I've got on the, on the, on the benefits for that. Uh, you know, just as an educational piece on social security, I'm sure we'll do a couple more shows where we'll get a little bit more into that and how a credit works and all of that. But I just kind of want to keep today as a, as a general, uh, kind of overview of social security. But one of the other things I do want to bring up is we talked about working in retirement and working while taking social security benefits. And, a lot of people think, well, if I'm working, I'm going to get a cap on my Social Security benefits or they're going to take some away. And I did mention that a little bit earlier in the show. But I, what I want to make clear is that once you hit your full retirement age, which is that 66 to 67 number, they don't have any limitations for you working. So again, there's that penalty of 25% or more if you take it at 62 but additionally, you're going to have that penalty if you're still working uh, while claiming benefits before your full retirement age. So again, so if you would but help me understand that. So like if you had if let's say I'm 65 and I'm collecting Social Security, I would know what my what I know. They tell you what your max income in is a year. That you yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just it's right near seventeen thousand dollars. And. Essentially, what's going to happen is for every dollar, um, they're going to subtract a dollar from each two dollars you earn above the seventeen thousand and change threshold. Okay, correct. Correct. So, you know, and then the uh, year of your full retirement age that that goes up to one dollar for every three dollars earned above the limit. Uh, The limit jumps up almost almost triples. Um, So that helps. But again, I mean, it's a fine line of trying to work while taking Social Security, especially uh, out there in California or even here in in the Scottsdale area. Most jobs you're going to pay more than that. So you're going to be losing out on your benefits, whether it be part time or not. So that makes it kind of difficult as well. Uh, I'm not saying don't work in retirement. Yeah. yeah, But just to be clear, this is earnings from employment. Nothing else, right? Like if I'm a if I'm a real estate owner and I and I'm a landlord and I receive checks and I have a net net rent after my you know my expenses are paid, that's not income that funnels in to prevent me from getting Social Security. Right, we're looking at earned income on this. So okay, yeah. Well, some people would say that are landlords that that is earned income, right? I mean, but technically it's a it's a passive or non passive income. Uh, yes and no. You're talking about getting W two wages specifically. Specifically, yes. Uh, you know, 1099 income can be counted towards this. I do want to make that clear. Um, 
what I suggest there is I've got a great team of CPAs or if you've got a CPA currently and you're doing rental properties, you know, make sure you're creating enough expenses that you don't have the income coming in on paper. Uh, not saying I'm, you know, get around the IRS, but there's definitely ways to take advantage of some of those. Uh, Maintenance, you know, repairs, absolutely. All of the items that are allowable on a uh, rental income schedule E of the personal tax return. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the other thing that I don't know if you get it from your clients, Mike, but a lot of people ask me, especially like us being younger guys, they're like, is social security going to be around when we're ready to take it? That's what I want to have. That's the discussion I want to have. Right. Uh, you know, when it all said and done, social security benefits are going to start exceeding the program's costs in next year, 2020. So, the pro the program is going to deplete its two point nine trillion dollar reserve fund by twenty thirty five. So what do we do? Yeah, right. I mean, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to raise the tax. I mean, that's the only way that that collectively we'll be able to handle. Well, that. And the, there's other talks of you know moving up that full retirement age once again, bringing it up from maybe sixty seven up to seventy. Because here's the thing. I mean, when Social Security was designed. Social Security was designed, most people, their life expectancy back in the, you know, mid thirties, late thirties was about 65 years old. It's true. So this was one of those right. programs that was kind of designed to help you out in your later years. But now with everyone living so much longer, uh, it, it's creating an issue. Well, they all smoke cigarettes like Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca. Sure. I mean, tell me one, tell me one movie from the twenties or thirties where a guy's not making a comment. This is true. Smoking his this hand. is true. We're getting healthier. Medicine is helping with that. Um, one could argue all types of pharmaceuticals are helping with that. But long in the short, you're right. I mean, that is got to be the worst situation for any of our clients or listeners is, okay, I'm going to live longer than my money. Sure. What do I do? Sure. There's no Thelma and Louise ending for most of us. You well, know? and I, I don't know that that's necessarily has to be the case. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if, you know, definitely want to look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, with that, you know, listeners, I just want to remind you again, you know, we've got the tools available to you to take advantage of, to figure out how to figure out how to claim your social security benefits. If you're at all ever concerned about, you know, am I going to run out of money in retirement? Uh, that's definitely something I'm more than happy to help you with. Uh, again, our 800 number is 866-53-RETIRE. And that's 866-53-RETIRE. You call in there, uh, option one, you can speak to Matt, myself directly. Option two, I'll get you to, to Mike. Or if you have just a general question that you're looking to maybe bring up and have on our show, if you hit option three, uh, our team for the show will actually take your information and we'll make sure that we can discuss that uh, topic on air. So Mike, uh, anything else you want to add in here on the Social Security uh, show for the day? I just think everyone has their own responsibility to their family, a fiduciary responsibility, and knowing what your Social Security is going to be is so important. If you're, if you're 45 or 55 and you just if you have a feeling in your gut, like, yeah, social security is not going to be there for me, you know, sit with your financial advisor, sit with Matt and learn the, the power of some of the tools out there today to give you tax-free income. You can create things that are just like social security that you can start today. Also let's plan on getting your mortgage paid off and how we do that in 
And if it's not going to be paid off, let's plan on at least the payment part going away while in retirement. That's why we're here. We want to help you guys enjoy a retirement, have a smart retirement. So uh, we really appreciate you listening today. And I think for today, that's the rest of the show. Wouldn't you say, Matt? I would. All right, everybody, get out there and make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thanks for listening. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224. 